to From the Stairs, your one-stop shop podcast for insider access and in-depth interviews with your favorite Billiken coaches and players. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at Billiken Podcast for the latest news on future episodes. Now, here is your host, Billiken Athletic Director, Chris May. All right, Billiken fans, we're sitting down here uh, from the stands with Coach Travis Ford uh, as we kick off another season. As I was looking, I didn't realize, 23rd season. Yeah. So you started when you are like five. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, seriously, how does, has preparation changed since you started in this Really hasn't changed a whole lot uh, for how I do it on a on a daily basis as far as preparing for practice, preparing for games. Uh, it's all been very similar. Um, you know, I probably spend more time trying to prepare for a practice than most people. Um, you know, uh, I start with a very long list of things I want to get done, and I work down from there. And it usually takes me four to five hours to finally get to where I want to be for a practice plan. Um, and then for games, you know how I prepare for games is that hasn't changed. Uh, we spend we spend a lot of time on our opponents. We spend a lot of time trying to help our team understand the strengths and weaknesses uh, of who we're playing, and we try to take away their strengths. We spend a lot of time guarding the other team's offenses. We prepare against their defenses. Um, we try to get our players to understand the personnel who they're going to play, the different individuals and you know, uh, their tendencies. So there's a lot that goes into it, but preparation hasn't changed a whole lot. Uh, Billiken fans were so, uh, so fired up, obviously, in March. You guys went on the great run and uh, enjoyed winning an A-10 championship, going to the NCAA tournament, watching how the community really rallied, and, and now going into this season. How do you use that? How do you use that experience with a young team? You've only got a couple guys that experience that. So how do you use that as you continue to build this program to where you want it to be? Well, it's it, there are ways. It started back in the summertime for us. Um, you know, we it's a it's a little di- bit different scenario in that you only really have five players on our team right. that experienced what we went through last year. Um, but we challenged, you know, really those five, especially Hassan and Jordan, um, starting the summer to really set a tone for the all the seven newcomers that. They had to see on a daily basis, the seven newcomers had to witness every day on why we were able to make the tournament from the standpoint of how hard we practice every day, um, how hard we prepare, uh, what we do in the summertime matters, what we do in practice matters every day, and that's got to be done. The, The returners had to set a tone every day that these newcomers said, sit back and they say, okay, now we see why they made it. All right, we see because this is how hard they practice. This is how they listen to the coaches. This is how they do things. So for us, it started with leadership from the returners to set a tone and uh, set an example on, you know, why we've had some success. From from, From that point on, it's all about, you know, this is a different team. Uh, you know, we can't, you know, and I, I've got to, I've had to catch myself a little bit. I can't continue to compare last year's team to this year's team. It's a total, we're night and day as far as even the strengths of the team, uh, the makeup of the team. Um, you know, championships uh, hopefully become a culture thing, uh, and every individual team has to figure out how they can make it, how they can have their own type of success 
but they want to be a part of that success because this is what we do. Uh, we're not there yet, obviously, just going to one NCAA tournament. Um, but, uh, you know, hopefully it gets the fans excited. Uh, that always helps our program in general. It helps this team uh, get behind them as far as packing Chaffetz and things like that. But, um you know, winning's got has to become part of the culture, and every individual team has to figure out how they're gonna, uh, you know, buy into that. I, I couldn't have been more excited about the summer that your team had. You mm-hmm. you've been you've been head coach twenty three years. I hate to admit I've been around this more than thirty, mm-hmm. but the summer that your team had, both academically, culturally, and the way I really judge it then is the number of hours in the gym. Mm-hmm. Those kids were unbelievable, and so I was so thrilled with the summer. But then kicked into a preseason that was a little bit different. You went to Chicago, mm-hmm. you did some different things. How do you feel like the preseason? You had a great summer how do you feel like the preseason then set you up for now playing real games starting on Tuesday yeah you know we're I can't say we're probably about where we should be with seven new players maybe probably maybe a little behind as far as we're not quite ahead as far as them understanding the X and O's as I would hope but it's not a great surprise you know what's been good about this team uh, they've been easy to work with as you mentioned you go back to the summertime they were just easy to work with they you know everything we asked them to do they did it at a high level didn't always do it you know, like practice could be sloppy, but their their intent was correct. They're sure trying. They're sure trying, and that's you know that's all I can ask is I, I use that word a lot. Intent, you know, your intent's got to be right first, and then everything else might follow. You're and uh, this team tries to do things right. They try to do. They work hard on the court. They have great attitudes. They go to class. They do the things they're supposed to do. Doesn't mean they're all getting straight A's. Doesn't mean they're we don't have bad practices because of execution. But if their intent is right, good things happen. And I, I tell our players that a lot, and I've done it over the years. If you do things the right way and you put everything you have into it and your intent is right, uh, good things are going to happen to you. You don't know when that's going to happen. You, it could happen right away. It may happen a long time from now. You don't know, but good things happen to good people and we have a bunch of good guys on our team we just don't know when that's going to kick in as far as enabling us to have success on the court as far as wins right um you've got uh, you've got a couple returners that have to lead how uh share share with our fans out there how you position them and and what do you expect out of these returners because they you've talked about it a lot publicly they have to help lead this team you're exactly 100 correct um you know, and it starts with Jordan Goodwin and Hassan French, and then you throw Fred Thatch in there a little bit as far as we got to bring him along. But, you know, you've got two guys, Jordan Goodwin and Hassan French, who have been two-year starters. Played a I, lot of minutes. In a lot of minutes. They're old juniors, uh, very old juniors. And it's an everyday process as far as from what I'm doing right now is trying to encourage them. I sent them a text today and about leadership and different things, articles and – all kinds of different things, but the greatest 
learning tool they have is experience. That's the greatest thing they can rely on uh, and learn from. And that's uh, from their own experiences as well as other leaders around them like Javon Bess, like a DeVille Roby, uh, who those guys uh, grew in to be very, very good leaders. And I don't think there's any question these two, we have high expectations of them being great leaders. I've made, I've not tried to hide it at all. I've shared it with the media and a lot of people. I think our success depends on their leadership. Totally. I haven't said that much in my 23 years as a college head coach that, you know, your success is going to be dependent on just leadership of certain guys. It's always a key element. Always. I've never coached a good team that didn't have great leadership. Never. Not one. But, you know, last year we had very good leadership, but we had a lot of different seniors. With this team being so inexperienced and very, very young, and it, it, it's a big jump. You only have a, a, you know, a couple of juniors, so it's really very young. But these juniors are old and been through a lot of different battles in their careers already. So that has to come out. They have to lead us um, by example and by how they play. And I'm asking that from all the returners, but really it starts with Hassan French and Jordan Goodwin. How high of ceiling for these new guys? you got seven new guys that all bring you something different, and uh, especially with the freshmen, but Javante brings a lot, Tay brings a lot. How high of ceiling can you look at a young group like this bringing to a team? Well, I've got a very high ceiling, probably higher than most, but uh, I, I'm going to go back to the leadership part from those two. It's going to, you know, our ceiling is going to be based on how well they lead and how well they play. Uh, and that goes with, and, and is that pressure? I, you know, I would hope they would want that within this, at this point in their career. They, they should want that for whatever thing they've been through, Hassan and Jordan and Fred. And I'm even going to throw Demarius and KC just because they have a year under their belt. Um, you know, when you have returners and you only have five of them, um, they've got to set the tone for everything you do. They've got to set the tone for everything. Um, I don't put too many expectations on freshmen other than getting better every single day. And we've got five freshmen. Uh, and, you know, as you mentioned, they all have different strengths. Um, they're all going to have a different role on our team. Um, they've got to follow these other guys. They've got to do their part. They have to do their part for us to have success. Um, but their part needs to be, it doesn't need to be as quite as large as the other returning guys' role. They need to be able to, you know, uh, follow in their footsteps until until they get some games under their belt. One last question. Um, how important is game one, Florida Gulf Coast? As we're looking and we're talking to our fans out there, how important is that when you've got a young team? And all, now all of a sudden your eyes start glazing over. Don't look at me like that. Yeah. No, it, <laughs> but it's, how important is that to have your team uh, understand what it takes from the start? Yeah, you know, the first game is important to hopefully have great fan support. To be honest right. with you, that's more important than winning or losing yeah, yeah. this first game. Right. Because, you know. The energy. We, yeah, the energy and kind of setting a tone. Um, you know, I thought last year's first game was more important to win as far as, you know, because of the expectations of last mm-hmm. year's team was important to get a win. I, I, you know, I'm not, 
as far as these early games, um, we want to win every single one of them. I'm more focused on uh, how we're playing. Uh, what are, are we uh, are we getting better every day? And this is not just coach speak. I mean, I, you know, from being in practice every day with my team, I know where we're at. Um, if we had to jump out here and, and nothing against Florida, go. If we had to jump out here against Seton Hall tomorrow, we're not. That wouldn't be a good scenario for our team where we're at right now. Um, but uh, you know, we need to we need to get better in these next couple of days before we play uh, Florida Gulf Coast. Um, Florida Gulf Coast got great tradition. No different. You talk about culture. Uh, as far as recent, their culture is probably a little stronger than ours of recent. As far as winning is concerned, um, in the last five years. Uh, but uh, you know, we need we need to prepare ourselves to to understand the offense, understand our defenses, and uh, and then hopefully that's good enough to get a win. You know, right now we again we've got to make sure that we survive our non-conference and get the wins we need to get. Um, and we, you know, and we don't put a number on that. I don't put, you know, um, we need to survive it and feel good about ourselves when we're heading into conference play. And if we're feeling good about ourselves, that means we've done done what we need to do non-conference. And hopefully by uh, mid-December so that we've got a full 100% grasp on what's going on for, for our for our system. Well, you've got the Billikens fired up out there, so good luck. Get after them this weekend in practice. I know we'll have a bunch of that over the holiday, over the weekend, yeah. but uh, the Billikens are fired up. Yeah. So enjoy it, and uh, we'll look forward to being there Tuesday night. Well, we're excited to get started. You know, it's uh, time's flown. Seems like we just finished last season, and it's already here, but uh, it's As they say, uh, time flies when you're having fun. You got it. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to From the Stands with Billiken Athletic Director Chris May. Subscribe to our podcast in the iTunes store and have the latest episodes sent straight to your phone. Until next month, go Billikens. Go Billikens.